0: Welcome everybody to the September the eighth Footguns podcast. I think it's October. Is...
1: Did you say September?
0: <laughs> Did I say September? September. I swear I thought you said
1: September eighth. I was just like, damn, have we already been here? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, uh, uh, I think it's maybe the futures expires that you know the November actually expires in October.
1: That's cool. I haven't been getting very much sleep for the last couple of days because crypto has just been going kind of crazy. Whatever.
0: COVID And guess what? Time doesn't. So probably the the least interesting thing in sort of the broader economic picture right now is is crypto. I mean, it's it's uh, at least with the big tube. Bitcoin and Ethereum, I mean, we've had these big budget battles, threatens to default, thr- thr- threats to default on the debt, and, um, you know, I think it's pretty sad when we just don't default on our debt and we get a big rally in the S&P. It's like, you know, <laughs> congratulations, we decided to uh, pay our credit card bills in December, therefore we're going to get a big rally. I mean, I don't get a big rally when I pay my credit card bills, do you?
1: uh no no yeah it is kind of funny it's like (laughs) it's like all right uh are we gonna downgrade this no we didn't downgrade it all right let's rally (laughs) yeah yeah no
0: i know i know it's just and it's kind of like you never think they're actually gonna do it but i just remember being riveted to this stuff in 2013 and it, it just felt very tense and i think things are moving slower because you know, the Hill still got uh, COVID protocols. So, you know, not every... It's, it's easier if you get all these legislators in a room, but I, I don't think they're doing that yet. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but, uh, and then of course, commodities have been going absolutely insane. Um, I think that the uh, investment committees, back to that thing we talked about on previous podcast, when Tudor Jones was saying that Last time inflation was this strong, there was, I don't know, $500 billion devoted to commodities, or 1.6. 1.6. I, I don't know. The point is, is that institutional investors were way, way, way underinvested relative to where inflation was, so that they could be long inflation to be in commodities. I think we're just seeing that getting filled in. And then you get a little Vladimir Putin uh, coming to the rescue of European natural gas, but oh, he's not... And so there's been much drama in non-crypto world that's been occupying my time. Although I continue to be a holder of one Bitcoin, one Bitcoin future uh, at 43,806 or something like that. And I'm, I'm pretty tempted to sell, be a seller. Again, I'm having the same vibes. I articulated it on our Discord. I just, I worry that, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure out the person who's not already along Bitcoin. And I'm also trying to find the person who's like, looks at Bitcoin at 55K and says, well, you know, the last time people bought at 55K, they, they almost got sold in half. And and so what's your response to that? Cause you always have good takes on this.
1: Gosh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. As far as like why, why Bitcoin keeps going up from here, I mean, um I'm I, I don't know. I'm I'm curious myself. I'm not like um 100% set that like we're just going to rally. It does. I mean, look at the price action. It does look like there's going to be some sort of like a, a push to try and retest the all-time high. Um as far as like who's buying, I mean, I I haven't even I heard like recently that you know, people are accusing central bankers of um, secretly buying Bitcoin to try and like manipulate the price to to shake people out or something like that. Um, I I don't necessarily think that, oh, that's what's happening. I did actually want to um, bring this up with you about this idea of like a central bank digital currency because I think yeah. that's like one one of the ways that people um, kind of shut down Bitcoin. Because, like, for, for me, what I see what's going on with crypto is you have, you know, you have this settlement layer that we are currently used to, which is this sort of, like, broken up, you know, you have, like, the PayPal's, you have, like, your your digital bank, um, you know, ACH transfers or whatever. Um, and then, you know, you have things like, um, you know, the, the, the things that, like, Robinhood was in the news for earlier this year where, um, you know, there, there's all these different layers that they have to go through, like with settlements and people involved. And there's, um, uh, you know, these these um, dark pools of, of exchanges when, when people are, are buying and selling equities and things like that. Um, yeah. So you have that, which is like established world. And then you now have crypto Where if I, you know, if in that old system, like I have to go and I have to use all those technologies to move money around. But for instance, if you were to swap, um, I don't know, you know, some certificates with me that like show ownership of a stock with Bitcoin, you could then take that Bitcoin and go transfer it, you know, across the world to anywhere else there's Bitcoin. So what that does is it makes um, it makes a, a, a data layer, right? It makes it where information can flow across, you know, from country to country across the Bitcoin network, basically, right? So you could have settlement of some asset in the United States and the exact same asset in Africa or something, and the people can use Bitcoin as the intermediary. Um, so I, I I really, really think that that is why Bitcoin is rallying, not because of Uh, you know, some person that wants like one, you know, one American Bitcoin at $55,000 or whatever. Um, It's because more and more people are starting to adopt and and use the technology and see that uh, that layer as as useful. Um, So you've got
0: you've got an adoption. You've got an adoption theory.
1: Yeah, basically, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's... um, Right, right. That, that That's sort of like when everybody's like, oh, there's only 21 million Bitcoin or whatever. Like, yeah, well, the reason that that is important is, it, you know, if you want to use the Bitcoin network, then you take up space of those 21 million. And so then, you know, the value per one Bitcoin goes up. So, yeah, so the the adoption is not necessarily just like uh, a bunch of people hodling or whatever, um, but more a Let's bunch of... Head, yeah. Let's turn this on
0: its head, though. Let's turn this on its head. is there ever been a thing where the more it gets adopted, the price goes down? Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, certainly. I mean, I... Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's What's why... What's an example of that? I mean, uh, oil, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't know, I'm just trying to think of, like something where the more users that you have of a, of, a, of a thing, whether it be a service or a product or a, you know a transportation, whatever it is, more people using it causes the price to go down. is that is that a, is that an observable economic phenomenon? And I'm, I'm just trying to wrap my brain on the spot and put you on the spot um, by asking that uh, is that is that something that we can point to and be like, well, You know in the past uh there was a fixed supply of x and the more people used it the more uh i'm just trying to poke holes in your adoption case so is is there an example from the past where you had something with a fixed supply more people utilized that thing with a fixed supply and the price went down
1: yeah i mean uh, you know, um, arguably, there's a, the economies of scale thing, right? Like, for instance, like, DVDs um, got cheaper. I mean, I, I don't even think, you know... That wasn't it, a fixed was,
0: supply. People were creating DVDs. Right, yeah, yeah, supply. exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, they're, they're technically a <laughs> fixed supply in some sense that, like, you know, there's only so many DVDs created. But, yeah, the, and and then they became worth less just because... But, yeah, I mean, for instance, like, data... Data's gotten cheaper, right? I mean, technically, like the uh, the unit, like per unit of storage um, has gotten cheaper. But again, right. that's, an but that, increase, that's an increasing supply, like you said, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you've got more servers, right? But here, we've got a fixed supply. So I, I guess I'm just kind of backing into re-upping your adoption case. In other words, if if, if the reason to be along Bitcoin here. As you have an adoption theory, it's a, it's very hard for me to see how increased use of something with a fixed supply would lead to a lower price. I mean, that's yeah, a, really, yeah. it's a very agree. strong bull case.
1: Yeah, and so then the case that I wanted to make about the central bank digital currencies is for me... Uh, like when I think about that, well, first of all, I'm not sure if you heard that like there's there's been this like chip shortage and, you know, recent turn. Right. Uh, Do some supply chain uh, uh, issues. Right. So basically my point is that if you want to make it central bank digital currency, it has to have flow, you know, flow through. It has to have the technology backing it so that um, the data can move around through the current existing systems. Uh, and I guess like the point that I'm trying to make is that Bitcoin, you know, or a combination of Bitcoin and other uh, cryptocurrencies like Ethereum or something like that, uh, is actually the better, so like the most economic solution, uh, and and you know the the best way to make a, a CBDC is to just run it like on top of an existing crypto layer, right? I mean, otherwise you would have to. Literally go higher, all you know, equivalent brain power of all of the developers working on all of crypto worldwide, um, you know, and get them to build you a better system, and then you'd have to compete with uh, Bitcoin miners and Ethereum miners um, for chips, right? You have to you have to start buying uh, the hardware, so. I mean, in my, in my opinion, uh, the government's already lost like the tech war when, uh, you know, Google, Google and Amazon and all these uh, people built these giant cloud servers. Right. Because um, then, you know, the, the government just outsources itself, uh, all, all the its services in that area to them. So like, I don't see how it doesn't outsource crypto as well.
0: That's a good point. Uh, that's an excellent point. I think, uh, with the case with Amazon and, and Google in terms of providing cloud solutions to the government, I mean, we've always had public private partnerships. I mean, you know, uh, viewed from the defense side, uh, Amazon cloud solutions is super secure for the Department of Defense or whatever. It's the same as procuring, say, I don't know, guns or planes or something like that. Uh, I think with, I think the thing that, that's, that's, that I guess I'm not, you know, central bankers, central bankers don't have that kind I've never believed central bankers have, have that kind of power. Uh, I don't think with the, you know, despite this Fed uh, uh, stimulus stuff and, and whatever money that's being pumped in the system, interest rates have been going down in general, just across the board and without central bank action. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm always just suspicious of central banks, period, you know, and, uh, you know, it's the way foreign currency traders live is by hanging on the every word of a central bank person. But, you know, I've seen, you know, the, the, the Swiss franc was pegged by their central bankers to the euro. That thing blew out and took out a $9 billion hedge fund in this in five minutes, I mean, just vaporized it. And um, I, I'm just very suspicious of central bankers' ability to control the outcome of financial markets. I mean, there's a old thing, you know, don't fight the Fed. So if the Fed is being accommodating, don't short stocks. Okay, but valuations seem a little stretched to me here. I think in terms of a digital currency, I, I think we already sort of have that in the form of, um, you know, if you've got ACH and... I mean, I just, particularly during the, the COVID, I haven't been using a whole lot of paper money. I mean, I haven't, I used to be kind of a guy, i kind of, you know, I'm, I'll admit it, it's kind of douchey or whatever, but I like to have a few hundred dollar bills in my wallet just to, I don't know, feel good about myself or something like that, but I've stopped even doing that. So um, is, you know, a, a central bank digital currency, I don't know what problem it solves, exactly um, I think that Bitcoin is in some ways better but I guess where I differ where I fork or where I hard fork from the Maxis is I'm like yeah Bitcoin is better but you don't have to have the dollar become irrelevant to get there right so everything you said is true but um, I think it's more of like I, I think we're kind of in a reverse sort of you know barter system like we you know wrote about in the newsletter with the paper clip and the guy who took the paper clip and exchanged it and eventually exited via oh, house yeah, yeah. I, yeah think, we'll- I, think, I think i think i think a place on the ledger and an immutable ledger fits more into a barter economy than it does sort of a heav- heavily dollarized or financialized economy
1: Right. But you can I mean, that's like where the, the stable coins have uh, showed up, like with so much strength. And I, I, again, like back to why, you know, why the central bank, you know, just like you said, uh, they don't have that much power. They're not going to go out and like build um, an array of a fleet of computers across the world or whatever for central bank digital, digital currency. Uh, the most likely just like use an existing crypto network. But that crypto network, if it wants to support a stable value coin or whatever, that that network has to grow uh, in value itself, like to support um, the security. Right. Because if you, you know, if all of a sudden uh, tomorrow there's 20 trillion dollars on uh, the Bitcoin network, but the nothing had evolved like with the mining and, and you know, more people weren't. Securing the network, then all of a sudden there would just be this giant um, pool of money, you know, that could be potentially hacked or gone after uh, because it, you know you, you basically just have to fifty one percent attack the network, right? So if it only cost you a hundred billion dollars to get a trillion dollars, right? Like yeah, you would do that in a heartbeat. So there has to there has to be some level of uh you know security support that like grows alongside uh ethereum and bitcoin i mean I, I think this is a completely like un unknown answer of like how much security there needs to be um you know what what the the multiple factor has to be as oh yeah far as, yeah
0: oh yeah i haven't heard anybody talk about that i do think though that the impetus for central bankers to want to create a digital currency. Okay, so like a lot of a lot of the stuff I see and read, I just some of it's just like fundamentally not true. Like the U.S. government has printed. There are more printed. Forty percent of the U.S. dollars in existence were printed in the last I don't know six months or something. I saw that in a, a weird newsletter that's commonly read. That's just not true. Um, the uh, the desire of central bankers to have their currencies. Stay flat is not the case. Um, a big part of the recovery post 08, was the devaluation of the dollar and strengthened against the euro to make our goods more competitive. If you look at the net manufacturing jobs that were lost um, from 2016 to 2021, uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact the dollar was so strong. And so um, I don't know what, why a central bank would want to create a digital currency. And also, this idea that the other thing sort of advanced by like the super wacko, uh, and again, I'm a Bitcoin center maximalist, um, is it advanced is that um, one of the big things that they uh, uh, also advance is that uh, um, moving on. Anyway, um, I'm so sorry. Folks, it has been, if you've been trading commodities for the last week, it's been the most tiring time in your life. So I apologize if I just forgot my train of thought right there. Hal 69K, but, um, oh yeah, the the reserve currency. Like nobody really wants to be a reserve currency. The United States doesn't necessarily benefit from that. it ha- there's, and, and also, there's two reserve currencies. You know, there's the euro and the, and the dollar. They're both widely accepted um, anywhere. Anywhere you can take a $100 bill. Anywhere you can take a 100-note euro, and they will take it. So, I, I, I just think that the um, – I don't know what the impetus would be for – why would you – what transaction the, – the Treasury Department's actually pretty smart. I mean, they have a lot of really good career officials – uh, who, you know, the Secret Service, the primary role that they do is not protecting the president. It's actually tracking down counterfeiters. And so usually when, you know, we, we hold foreign currency reserves and other countries hold foreign currency reserves in, in case we have the enormous trade imbalances that affects our, our corporations. So um, what transaction is a business, let's say Coca-Cola trying to do right now, that it could do more of with a digital dollar.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Coca Cola is a really good example because they're a company that you know has uh, reach of all across the world. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think for them, like the advantage that they're just going to get is um, uh, f- like a reduction in friction and payment, right? So it'd be easier for them to send payments to uh, people. You know, basically, people that are physically far away from them.
0: But are they having a difficult time doing that now? Uh,
1: I, there is an argument that they're spending extra money uh, doing it, basically. That they're, they're wasting time, energy, and people, uh, you know, human resources as well.
0: Yeah, I think that the, there is a whole thing where you want to, what, take your profits in your native currency, but do expensive in the currency of a foreign country. So I'm... I'm, I'm I'm just exactly that. Again, I don't. you
1: could still, you could still um, ha, right that's why, that's why it's so profound that crypto evolved to have stable coins, right For, you know because again like three years ago we wouldn't be having this conversation because I would have to argue that oh yeah, they'll just swap into Ethereum and then hold ethereum. but like you know um, there, there is liquidity forming on these chains um, of different you know there's there's yen, euro, uh, USDC, um, so you know there is the ability to uh, like handle forex um, on chain, and I, I, again the, the big advantage on chain is is the finality. You don't um, you don't have to have a secondary auditing system, right? You that all all of the things that you would want to record on a normal transaction uh, get automatically uh, recorded. And you don't have to have a database. You don't have to save it, right? It's it's all on the blockchain, so you can just query it whenever you want.
0: I'd be. I don't. I mean, everything you said is true. I mean, it's it's inarguably true. I just think that when these kind of initiatives happen, they tend to happen through the biggest you know pro-business lobbying organization, you know, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, um, who you know, represents these large multinationals, and um, those guys are pretty powerful, and they tend to identify problems, and um, I think one thing that you haven't seen, right, from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is any lobbying to prevent blockchain, so that may be proof of of an argument. Um, If it was interrupting, you know, I mean, again, they represent sort of big corporate, you know, all of a big corporations you'd think they would and they certainly have not been vocal they haven't kicked up as much dust as say brian coin brian whatever his name is armstrong at uh brian coinbase, yeah, <laughs> coinbase. <laughs> brian coinbase yeah Coinface. um not a big fan of all brian's but uh, uh i think that uh i just i'm just waiting for 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 spf because i think he's he's the true nerd to, to liberate all the nerds and that Brian Armstrong wants to be like, you know, in the press. And it's like, yeah, really good leaders. Yeah, I think,
1: I, I think that know. SPF is one of those people that's trying to actualize like uh, what I was talking about, which is, um, I you know, get, getting all the regulations needed to, to actually have crypto function as a sort of settlement layer, um, and you know, uh, for instance, like P- uh, you, you were talking about, like e minis are are this huge, um, hugely settled uh, asset, right? Like, so if they're and, and they're traded worldwide, so there could be a you know some some tech person that comes in there and uses crypto in, in such a way to optimize that.
0: Yeah, I mean that that definitely you know the fintech applications of crypto are endless. I just think, just to get back, that is a fascinating thing if you just sit around. I think I'm going to be thinking about this for like the next day, which is, has there ever been something that has a fixed supply that has greater adoption? And we don't even need, I don't even need your case of Coca-Cola. The futures on mini Bitcoins, on CME, you know, there used to be, when I first started trading way long back, back in June, uh, Bitcoin, the micro bitcoins, maybe did a thousand a day. They're up to twenty-seven thousand a day. And yeah, that's pretty
1: pretty crazy. And
0: um, I mean, that's greater adoption in and of itself, long and a short. Like you can't have there's that equal number of longs and equal number of shorts. So that doesn't really jive. So you know, even that uh, argues for your adoption case. I just I just think that's... I haven't heard anyone ask that question exactly that way, which is, if, you know, you really can't call this tulip mania because you can actually go out and grow more tulips. But if it's a fixed supply, Bitcoin, you can't go grow more Bitcoin. Or you could... Like, you've, you've gone through the intricacies of, about how you could and the forks that took place and all that other kind of stuff. But... As it exists now, and it is likely to exist, you cannot create. You know, Bitcoin can neither be created nor destroyed. It can be destroyed. It can be created. I know there's that, that sort of only you understand because you know the code type thing. But I, I don't know. I think that's. I think that's enough for one podcast. That that question alone. It's like, okay, why would you ever bet against? anything with a fixed supply period yeah yeah i mean especially when we did i just make you, did i just make a maxi should.
1: did i just become a full-blown maxi yeah pretty much i mean you're, <laughs> that's that's one of the <laughs> it's like the key strength of their argument is that there's nothing else that exists in the world with a fixed as fixed of a supply as Bitcoin.
0: So I have talked myself into being. I'm I'm basically Dan Held. Yeah, yeah. I've I mean, myself, other than I've bigger, talked myself into You, you being like Dan to held.
1: you like to make money, so uh, <laughs> you want you want to like hold through eighty percent corrections that don't need to be held through. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But but I mean, it's it's just a. I mean, it just it's just I guess it's more to the point of like all these. The, the naysayer types here. Like, oh, this is tulip mania. You know, it has no use. It has no value. Maybe. I mean, everyone could get together and agree that this thing isn't... Uh, even though it has a fixed supply, it's not worth 55000 or $10 or whatever it is. I mean, people disagreed about the price of Bitcoin for, a, you know, over a decade now. But I wouldn't bet against it. That's the thing, is I wouldn't... That's the way I tend to look at crypto is that I've shorted Bitcoin one time and it was a good, it was a profitable trade and I shorted it just because I shorted everything else in the world. I was just like, the S&P is going down tomorrow. Uh, it's going to drag everything with it. And I mean, I was just net short everything. And it was one, you know, I think I shorted five Bitcoins for like a $7,000 move, you know, not not a big deal and captured it, reversed, and I don't think I'll ever get short again, really, now that I've had this conversation with you and I've become an unabashed Bitcoin maxi. Oh, my God. Like, what am I going to do now?
1: Yeah. Okay, well, so then, how, how do you feel about Ethereum uh, right now? <laughs>
0: that's a great That's a great question. I, I just, I don't, I, I guess I would pose the same question, which is, And I do know an answer to this one, which is, has there ever been an asset that has, say, gone up continually in value that everyone bitches about? Like, everyone is just like, I can't even do things on this thing because it's too expensive. Yeah, no. I mean the way
1: the, the way the way that I have felt about it, it's like um, I I don't know. Uh, it, it, you've seen that meme with like the room on fire or whatever, and it's like, oh, this is fine. Like, I I don't know. I just feel like everyone that's been using Ethereum for the last year, like r- witnessing all the fees, has just been like, you know, we're all like together looking at each other, like, okay, this is okay, right?
0: <laughs> and I think the answer is Windows, right? Uh, Windows. Uh, just... Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: you push through it because, like, really, it's the best thing that you have, right? At the time, yeah. um, there, is, there is no right. Tina, right? <laughs> uh, if you're, yeah, that's right. if you're into crypto and you want to be like a crypto maxi, but you still want to trade and whatnot, uh, then yes, there is no alternative. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's starting to be these side change and stuff like that popping up, but um, yeah, I mean, Ethereum is still like the 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 big playground
0: that you go to. It's just subject to price action that I just think is bizarre. And I know that Bitcoin and Ethereum do tend to try to trade trade in tandem a little bit, but Ethereum is just just manifestly weird. I mean, I've gotten comfortable with the weirdness in Bitcoin. Like I get it now a little bit. Like I mean, it was dangerous to to. It felt dangerous to me, at least, to, to try to value buy crypto, like buy it when it's going down because it's such a momentum-based thing, right? And um, now I've gotten sort of comfortable with that on Bitcoin, but on Ethereum, I'm just always like, I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't have the same confidence that I do with uh, with uh, with Bitcoin. I mean, can you... Ethereum is on the one hand, I mean I guess it's like a, a silver or something like that. It has industrial applications, it has precious metal attributes and all that. Um, whereas Bitcoin is more gold. And um I don't know. I I just I just don't think I don't know. I I now that I've become this Bitcoin maxi, I've kind of I you know just 60 days ago I was talking about how Bitcoin was terrible and I loved Ethereum and All I'm doing is just reading our discord where people are just constantly talking about, you know, I can't even do anything because the fees are too expensive. So I'm just kind of looking at the thing going, well, okay. Standard charter bank has a call for it to go to $36,000 a token. And I'm like, how can it go from to $36,000 a token? If everyone's constantly complaining, they can't use it. And, um, one answer is that they're doing the burns obviously. So they're decreasing the supply. Uh, another answer is the Windows thing, which is people have don't have any other choice um but i, I do think and you know that's where we're getting these alt chains that you've identified um, really well uh which i still i don't i don't i'm pissed i I get pissed about this every day I want more you know we've got we've had great success in terms of growing our subscribers. I just don't understand. What more do we need to do to get a hundred thousand subscribers? Like, what what do you what more do you need us to do for you? I mean, we've done Luna now. Yeah. You've done Ice. You've done, um, you know, every time in the newsletter. Lays, if you, if you just want to stick to Bitcoin and Ethereum, because you don't want to go, you know, you just want to stay on CME and you got the futures. You know, you lay it out on every newsletter. You know, hey, maybe may, don't revenge trade this and, you know, all this other kind of stuff. And, and it's all, for, it's such a good product. I don't, I don't understand it. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't understand how we don't have a hundred. I mean, I don't, I guess nobody wants us to, to a podcast where but one of the guys just complains, but. We, we, well, I,
1: I do. Uh, I, I do know that we are uh, taking care of the people that are are with us, and and I will. I will just put in here that um, we've we've been having some discussions in the the Discord about what to do with the Footguns News token, um, and it has been made clear because it like was created with a fixed supply that we don't actually want to um, destroy any of it. Um, so I think what we're gonna do is like all the people that. Uh, you know, aren't the people that you're talking about, the people that have uh, realized that Foot Guns is awesome and, uh, like, taking the plunge to install MetaMask and get the token from us and stuff, we're going to, I think, just equally divide all of the tokens that are, are left for the airdrop and just give it give them out to everybody that, um, like, the 64 people that apply to, the, to it. And, uh, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens if some people... Um, FOMO in uh, because yeah we're probably going to keep doing stuff like that for Footguns News token holders going forward
0: so ICE talk to me about ICE ICE is up quite a bit you've been bullish on ICE I mean it's up uh, ungodly so I'm uh, 1,300 1,600 since you got since you wrote about ICE and recommended sort of ICE uh, more room to run on that one or or are you, are you out
1: yeah I mean i have I have a little bit uh, that I'm in on it right now. I mean uh there's a a, a sell signal uh, on like lower time frames the three hour so um I took some profit off and maybe I'll uh try and buy back in on a dip or something like that. I'm also perfectly happy at this point to to let it go up another hundred percent when me missing it um since i've already captured like 900 of the the 1400 or 1500 whatever um i i think as far as like a crypto narrative story or whatever ice has like one of the best ones out there um of course it's really hard because you know, something that's gone up 1500 uh percent in uh just two months or something like that uh it's hard to say okay this thing's got more room to go um, but it certainly. I would expect worst case scenario is that it consolidates at this level, and what I mean by that is that it stays between ten dollars and twenty dollars. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a if if the crypto market cap continues to grow, uh, which means Bitcoin goes up, Ethereum goes up, I would expect that ICE goes up um, s- faster than both bitcoin or ethereum
0: go up right so you think that trend is sort of continues where we've got the uh the uh that's one of the weirdest things to me is that how um you know what what is the exact relationship between sushi's token and bitcoin and why does it use its bitcoin as its north star i don't i don't I don't understand. Explain that one to me.
1: I mean, again, that's like what I was talking about with uh, if you want to secure the network, right? There, it, it, Like, Sushi can only get so big without Bitcoin getting big because uh, all of a sudden you would have like a security issue, right, where there's not enough Bitcoin miners and then, and then there's just like this bucket of uh, value that could be attacked by, you know, a very rich person like getting a bunch of of miners or something like that um, it's all really theoretical hypothetical but I, I, you know I, I think the people that are involved in these uh, networks people that are bringing their money into them uh, are are first and foremost looking at Bitcoin and ethereum um, to sort of tell them the you know the sentiment of the market essentially like like Bitcoin going up is sort of like right a positive sentiment and then Um, Ethereum going up is also positive sentiment, and then going down would be negative for the market. Um, So yeah, I just don't think that there's enough maturity yet in crypto markets where um, you know Bitcoin's going down, but then the majority of people trading sushi, uh, you know, are like, oh, I'll ignore that because of these dynamics that are going on within. You know, I think I think a lot of people see Bitcoin going down and they're just like, okay, cool. Like, let me jump ship, um, hoping for lower prices, right?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Last question. So you are, uh, you discussed in this podcast that you are a hodler of some physical Bitcoin that, I don't know, you've gotten some secret location and all that kind of stuff. And you know, we're about to knock on we're pretty close to knocking on the price of where you probably wish you were a seller. Right? So, um you gonna hodl through this one? What's your what's your what's the internal debate in your head about maybe taking some something off the table here versus uh continuing to be a holder of said Bitcoin?
1: Um, yeah, I mean for me it seems like this is the Like, this is the point where you want to take the risk where, um, you know, if uh, I don't know, like, for instance, like if Bitcoin were to right now, uh, like we wake up tomorrow and it's at forty seven thousand dollars, you know, it would be like that would be a tough situation for me because that would be, (laughs) you know, like the rally that's going on right now. Um, a move back down to forty seven thousand dollars would be like a okay, never mind. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I, I think I think this thing really has to keep going up with some sort of strength here. And as long as it keeps going up with some strength, I'm going to stay in it. And the second I see the strength um, like leave the market, then I'm probably going to leave with
0: it. Okay, so, but but as of right now, um, and I just think it's an important question to ask, because you're one of the few people I know who actually has physical Bitcoin, who's really, you know, got some pretty pretty big profits that he could take right now, and it's just sort of choosing not to, so you have pretty good confidence, I guess, in, in Bitcoin. I guess I do now that I've become a Bitcoin maxi.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I mean, what I have confidence in is this, um, this scale, right, like, that you know, we kind of talked about this on our uh, our private podcast. That uh, Bitcoin is sort of trading now at a different um, scaling, and and I think that that scale between you know, let's call it thirty and sixty thousand um, holds for a little while. Um, yeah, it, you know, uh, for for instance, like if if we really do see Bitcoin go up to a hundred thousand um, dollars, you know, that's that's one of those moments where it's like, okay, are we are we in this new regime of 100k bitcoin or are we going back down to the to the 50k regime like that that would be like a big uh test point i think for me
0: yeah and i just would say to everyone um just don't underestimate the way that trades just just get untethered from reality um and there is no i mean reality the price of an instrument is its reality but just watching natural gas. So, I mean, natural gas has done nothing for 12 years and now it's all of a sudden come alive. It's the best performing thing out there. I mean, it's up 200% year to date, um, in terms of TradFi stuff and, um, it's going up because it's going up in Europe and we don't really have any ability to export natural gas to Europe. So, uh, it's kind of related to Europe, natural gas, same, um, BTUs, which is British Thermal Unit, um, same measurement of natural gas over in uh, the UK was as high as forty dollars or forty pounds, either you know, high, right? United States, the high was six dollars and thirty cents. Um, but I, I think if there's a rally in Bitcoin, I think it'd be foolish to say. I mean, this is this was just back to that same thing. I guess this was the main subject of our last private pod, which is. I'm now through this journey in natural gas that I've been on. It's been a very profitable one, very, very profitable one, but a very sort of time consuming and as you can tell from my voice, exhausting one. And the question is not, you know, it's like, where do you sell? There's nothing, when you look at a chart and the thing's going straight up, and there's nothing but air up above. There's no reference point, and you got to go back and look like a twenty-year chart of natural gas. But nobody's doing that. I mean, nobody has those. So it just becomes a question of um, you know, if Bitcoin gets gets get some action to the upside. I don't I don't know why you'd be a seller. I, I said, "Come back to my maxi." It's like it's like it's like if it hits 100k, why wouldn't it go to 200k? If it hits 200k, why don't go to 500k? Oh, like why yeah, yeah. I
1: mean there's um, one of the the trades you know when and we we do we should record a podcast soon um, or maybe we can get somebody on from this but we should record a podcast soon to talk about magic internet money this one's um, gone on a little too long to, to I mean, we could talk about it for another hour or something um, yeah. uh, but but uh, you know somebody brought that up in our discord that they were like um, oh you know this thing called spell I think at the time when they brought it up it was at um, uh uh, there's too many zeros i don't remember how many zeros are in front of it But let's just call it two cents and now it's trading at 10 cents um but they're like oh yeah it's gonna go to 10 cents and uh you know in my mind i'm just like no it's it's not it's gonna go way above 10 cents because why would why would it go from two cents to 10 cents in a month and then stop there you know
0: (laughs) right Yeah, yeah. Uh, and no, you're went, right. It just,
1: it, it, it blew, blew past ten cents today. By the way, and went up to fifteen cents before it it recorrected back down to ten. So yeah, I mean that's you know that like that uh, what that's why I've been so busy. Like that volatility is just insane. Um, you know, yeah, the, those yeah. movements are just so wonderful to capture. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's terrible to be on the wrong side. Anyway, thank you so much for your time, Hal, 69K. I promise to be um, uh, have more energy, be more well-rested, and I think this natural gas craziness is sort of coming to an end, but it's been a very profitable time, and thank you for your time. This has been the Foot Guns Podcast for not September, but October the 8th. We'll be back later this week, and we'll do this all over again.